Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello everybody, Connor here from the Forza Italian Football Podcast. But you knew that because you already downloaded the podcast and you're ready to listen to it, right? But anyway, I'm coming to you just before we play the podcast because Kev Pugzelski was lucky enough to get up to Liverpool for their final game of the season this weekend. So he's relying on internet Wi-Fi. So towards the end of the podcast, it gets a little bit shaky, but... I'm sorry, there's nothing we could do. We will be back with a better recorded podcast to review the end of the season. This one's just for round 38. Enjoy. Congratulations, Juve and Milan fans. And we'll speak to you again soon. Hello everybody and welcome back to the penultimate Forza Italian Football Podcast of the season, talking about the final round of the Serie A season and oh my god, there were some twists and turns saved for the final weekend. I'm your host Connor Clancy, joined by Vito Doria. Vito, good morning, how are you? Oh, I'm feeling good, Connor. I mean, we finally come to the end of the season and uh, even just, yeah, outside of... Um... Uh, Serie A football, where things to make me happy. So, yeah, been good last few days. Good, it's good to hear it. Um, I say good morning. It's it's very much in the late hours of the morning for you, Vito. It's very much in the early hours of the morning for for Kev and I. It's it's just gone one o'clock here, Kev. It's just gone midnight where you are. You seem to be quite nicely tucked up in a bed in a hotel somewhere. How is everything? Yeah, life life's good. Back in Liverpool. Got to my last game of the season so yeah things are good very nice very nice um a good game to get back to as well by all means yeah absolutely to to get champions league something we'll talk about tonight you know, with italian teams in mind um yeah it was really 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 good mm. yeah well look i i say the penultimate podcast of the season because this is not the season review pod this is just the general chat about round 38 so it's probably going to be a little bit shorter than other podcasts because, let's be honest, 
there were only three teams with anything to really play for. Maybe four or five of you include Roma and Sassuolo in that. But we will do a review pod later on this week or next week. So stick with us for that. What we are here to talk about, though, is the three teams who were going for the Champions League on the final day of the season. Napoli, Milan and Juventus. It looked as though Napoli probably had the easiest job. Beat Verona and they're in. Milan had to go away to Atalanta. Juventus went away to Bologna. Of course, Atalanta lost 2-0 to Milan. Juve thumped Bologna. And Napoli didn't beat Verona. So Napoli are out. Juve and Milan are in. And I guess the table never lies, Vito. So Milan and Juve are the teams that deserve to be in the Champions League next season. Look, they are the four teams there. Uh, the big three with Atalanta and uh, look, I um, must say that I think it was great for the Rossoneri to recover and finally get back into the Champions League for the first time since 2013-2014. As for Juve, look, they put in a top performance against Bologna, beating them 4-1 in the final round. Over the course of the season, I thought Napoli at their best played the better football and probably... Their squad looks like they're in better shape, whereas I think this might just give Juventus false hope that this team might still be okay. I still see this team as a squad that needs serious reinforcements. And I'll say it again, they got to rebuild the midfield. They need more technicians in that midfield. So I think um, Pirlo, I think he deserves another chance as coach and the results speak for themselves. And uh, as for the rest of the team, I think uh, they got to try and get as much dead wood out of that squad as possible. Uh, my concern with them is that they've got a lot of players that are on very big wages, so they might be reluctant to leave because they're not going to get a greater pay packet elsewhere. Yeah, well, Kev, look, Pirlo came in. I don't think many people would have predicted that Juve would win the Scudetto this season. They didn't. They were quite a way short, really. But he's ended the season with the Supercoppa Italiana, the Coppa Italia, and he's got them back into the Champions League. And now he, well, if they don't get booted out of it for failing to pull away from the Super League, we'll just assume that Juve will be in the Champions League next season. He should have some money to build a squad that is maybe more aligned to what he wants his teams to do? Yeah, maybe just a squad that's more more balanced in general. You know, Vito made the point about the the uh, inadequate resources in midfield. And you just think it, you, you've got to give him a little bit of time to, to resolve those issues and then see where he can where he can go, you know. Because it's because it's Juve, and because it was potentially ten titles in a row this year, I think it's been blown up a lot more. Because you know we've seen across Europe that uh, although although the, the general sort of status quo when we think about the Champions League places in Italy have remained the same, we have seen several new um, you know league winners this year. So it was it was it was probably quite likely with how. How strong Inter looked on paper, and how they how they did come in second the year before. So, yeah, I'd I'd probably be a little bit lenient and give him some time. Hmm. Vito, was it a little bit depressing that 
the Champions League places in Serie A have gone to three teams from Lombardia and one from Piemonte. <laughs> oh, look, for someone who has uh, southern roots, uh, I definitely say yes because it's pretty much maintaining the status quo. It's the conservative thing. Um, uh, Atalanta, though, being one of the so-called provincial clubs, at least they do maintain the fairy tale, so that gives a bit of spark. But, yeah, it would have been great for Napoli to get another spot because of the type of football they play. They've got some exciting players to watch, and it's always great to have that little bit of balance. So um, Napoli reaching the Champions League, if they had done so, it would not have been just for the sake of having that balance and just having someone from the South in the Champions League. But I think uh, they had quite a few redeeming features that would have made it worthwhile for them to be in that competition. Like I said, mm. with Juve, I think it's just uh, they made it, but... Uh, even when they won the Scudetto, a lot of the times they weren't an overly massive threat for the actual Champions League. So um, let's say this whole fiasco with the Super League, you know, doesn't deter them or prevent them from getting to the Champions League. Um, I still think uh, Juventus would just be happy getting out of the group stage and nothing more because I can't see them being a threat whatsoever for the trophy. Mm, I think... We will get on to talk about Napoli a little bit later, but we, we've got, to be honest, the big story after this Serie A season has drawn to a close is the fact that Milan are back in the Champions League. Milan fans, I'll say it again, AC Milan are back in the Champions League for the first time since, I believe, 2013-14. And Kev, we've poked fun at them. We've been impressed by them. We've not been impressed by them over the course of the season. They were top for a long, long time. Then they collapsed. But in the end, they got there and you cannot take a single thing away from Stefano Pioli from AC Milan because they've had to deal with injuries as well to important players. I'm thinking of Zlatan Ibrahimovic, who, of course, missed out the last few games of the season. Simon Kier, Kier was was also missing for parts of the campaign. But Pioli's got the job done and you've got to say they've done exactly what they wanted to do this season. Yeah, absolutely. They were... Well, would have been happy easily with, with fourth place um, if it had come to that. And they, they deserved it. Again, I think maybe we we looked down on them a little because of where they were. You know, they were leading for so long. And um, let's say some of the fan base were getting maybe a little bit overexcited with that, which, you know, it's almost an easy target then to to poke fun when they, when they haven't sort of clung on to the title and it's, it's eventually it's gone to Inter. Um, but it's but it's, it's huge from them with regards to revenue in a in a period where there's been no sort of match day income. Everything's kind of been hit by a, by a pandemic, and and what they will make even if they just you know even do do an inter if we can call it that and, and go out in the group stage um, it will be will be really really important for them to, to maybe build a better squad than they've got on paper because actually there are still gaps in you know, holes, if you like, in, in that squad as much as they've come together as a team this season. What do you think, Vito? Should they go out like they did in the summer of, was it 2016 or 17, and spend near 200 million, sign players like Gonzalo Higuain, Leonardo Bonucci, and try to really, really add some already established quality to this side? Or should they 
look to be maybe a little bit more shrewd and, and, and sign players like Olivier Giroud, who they've been linked with, and sign players who are not already at the very, very top and just keep the core of this side that they already have and just add little pieces to it here and there? Or do they need a whole lot more? Ideally, they do need a lot more, but I don't think they're in a position to do so. I reckon it's the option in which they need to be shrewd with their investments and see which parts uh, of the team need to be uh, reinforced the most. So for me, right wing is the clear position that needs uh, rebuilding or, or strengthening. And then also, even if you know, well, Ibrahimovic is staying on, so I think it's ideal that they do get a, a vice Zlatan just to back him up because, uh, as we've seen, Zlatan, when he's fit enough, he can do some damage, but uh, he can't last the whole season and he'll be 40 later this year, so it would not be wise to go again with another option, I mean, without another option at centre-forward. Uh, just with the Milan too, um, I can't see them under the current management going for that big spend after the 2016-17 season. I think in hindsight, it was just more, uh, was it Yong Hong Lee? When he arrived, he just wanted to make a huge splash. And then the sporting directors of, of the time, uh, Fasson and Mirabelli, uh, the decision-making was extremely poor because they would strengthen in certain parts of the team, but they were still leaving gaps in other parts. And I reckon with some of those signings, um, they didn't really fit in with the way Montella would like to play. So although I don't think Montella was the best coach, I, I don't think regardless of the situation or how he would have set up that team, um, the decision-making of the directors was uh, right for that side. So I reckon this time around with um, Paolo Maldini and Federic Massara, I'll buy a bit more wisely and uh, even with uh, Gazidis and the CEO, I think uh, he won't give them that kind of money anyway to spend. Vito, I'm going to ask you a question that might seem extremely harsh. However, Stefano Pioli has got Milan into the Champions League. We've seen with him before that things don't always stay good for a long time. He's done an incredible job getting them to here, but there have been signs, you could argue, in the last six months of things starting to crack a little bit. Should Milan just back him all the way and say, you've got us here, you take us into the Champions League, or should they use this as an opportunity to try and get someone else in? We've seen, I'm not saying they should go for Gattuso, but within an hour of the Serie A season finishing, Gattuso got sacked by Napoli. And bear in mind, he finished what was a point behind Juve. Mm. And Roberto de Zerbi announced that he's leaving Sassuolo. Should Milan look to change things up? If they had missed out on the Europa League, I would say fair enough. Because... They were the winter champions and to miss out on the Champions League would have been very embarrassing for the club and it would have been uh, bad for Pioli's look and CV as a coach. So I think in that regard, they would have been okay to sack him. But I think now, given what he's done, they're still in the Champions League. Um, they've been able to achieve what the real goal was. I don't think the Scudetto was that realistic of a goal. And um, I think this is where 
he needs another chance. One of the most important things Milan really need is stability. And especially in the last few years of the Silvio Berlusconi era, they were not getting that stability. Um, Sure, the squad was, you know, so-called banter era stuff. But I think the choices of coach weren't always the best, especially going for former playing legends. And uh, I think it's also important to get continuity. And that's probably one of the things that's happened in the last 18 months with uh, Pioli there, bringing Zlatan and all the other players being brought into the squad. They've had that continuity, that sort of not necessarily consistency. More in the calendar year of 2020, there was consistency in result. Mm. But uh, just the familiarity of one another, staying in the one system, um, perhaps next season we'll just take a few buys just to make sure that they can get in the Champions League again. That's about it. Kev, everyone knows that I love Romelu Lukaku, right? But over the last two weeks, I've kind of been cursing his existence because we've been putting things together for the the end of the season on FIF, submitting our player of the seasons, our teams of the season and, and all of this. And I really, really, really want to say that Frank Kessie has been the best player in Serie A this season. But I can't say that because Lukaku exists. But, Kev, Frank Kessie has been the best player in Serie A this season, other than Lukaku. Yeah, he's certainly been the most important to, to Milan every time you've watched him. He, everything goes through him. You know, some of the other players take their lead from him with regards to kind of his determination and his drive going forward. He, he steps up to to score a couple of spot kicks tonight. But, you know, the, the, the strikers get paid the big bucks in world football because uh, they, they do what they do. And, um, you know, Lukaku has done that and brought 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 into uh, the title. And Vito's uh, reminding us that Kessie's got uh, 10 Team of the Week appearances this season. So, you know, it's... 25% of the season, he's 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 outshone his Milan colleagues and plenty of other players in Syria. So, um, mm. yeah, he'd be in with a great shout. Maybe if they'd, maybe if they'd, they'd, they'd run into a little closer. But, um, but, but yeah, no, I, I understand what you mean. Lukaku just shading it. Mm. Okay, do you know what? I think, I think Lukaku's going to win. The, the player of the season voting on FIF. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to vote for Kessie because I think he deserves at least that. He deserves my vote on the FIF spreadsheet because I love him to bits. And it was it's always a painful experience watching an ex like that. You know, he, he comes back to, to where he used to call home and where he made a name for himself and where he burst onto the scene and he scored two penalties that were both beautiful penalties and he, it would have been more painful had this been a straight shootout for the Champions League. But with Atalanta kind of having their feet up psychologically, if not on the pitch, it was a little bit easier to swallow uh, to see Cassie having a great time. And there was that moment at the end where I can't remember if it was 1 0 or 2 0 at this point, but he had the ball in the corner and was holding off the entire Atalanta team, it seemed like. There were at least four players trying to get the ball off him, and they couldn't get near it. It was phenomenal. Frank Kessie, what a player. I'm absolutely delighted for him more than for anybody else 
involved with Milan, except for a few of our listeners, not most of them, but a few of them. Um, congratulations, guys. But did you see, look, I'm sorry, but did you see Martin Daron? Uh, not on the pitch. He, he was an idiot on the pitch. He got himself sent off and tried to fight the referee, but he seemed to calm down afterwards because he returned to social media, as he so often does after a game. And if you remember, Milan fans certainly did it, I'll tell you that much. After the 3-0 win at the San Siro back in January, Daron posted a video taking taking the piss out of Zlatan Ibrahimovic. And Milan fans got quite angry about this. So after Daron's red card, Milan fans reminded him of that video. Um, and Martin Daron, in, in typical fashion, just took a screen recording of himself flicking through all of the abusive messages he was receiving from Milan fans and shared it saying, note to self, Milan fans will remember when you joke about them. And I just thought that shows how much better Martin Daron is than every single one of the morons messaging him. Because he's just one man, you were all thousands, and he comes out of this looking a whole lot better than any of you do. And anyway, the head-to-head record still goes to Atalanta with 3-2. So, um, unlucky Milan fans. Congratulations on getting back into the Champions League. Guys, we'll talk about Napoli in a moment. But first, I'm going to go talk to Ewan about the final round of the Serie A Femminile season. From relegations, promotions, not quite title wins in European places, but a lot was settled on the final day of the Serie A Femminile season. Ewan, talk us through all that went on. There's only two games with anything riding on them going into the final weekend of the Serie A Femminile, and they focused on two sides down at the bottom of the table. San Marino Academy needed to beat Fiorentina, and they needed Napoli to drop points against Roma. And in the end, the day went Napoli's way. They, they didn't manage to beat Roma, but they did snatch a 2-2 draw right at the end. But by that point, San Marino already 2-1 down to Fiorentina and they didn't really show much sign of turning things around. Fiorentina have been in fantastic form lately and they just had far too much quality for San Marino. It was, it was a bit of a foregone conclusion. There was a lot of tears at the end of that game, but based on the 5-0 defeat that San Marino suffered to Napoli earlier in the season, they can't have huge complaints at how the campaign's ended for them. So they join Pink Sport Bari in heading down to Serie B next season. Up at the other end of the table, Juventus managed to achieve that incredible 100% record with a 5-0 battering of Inter. They've won all 22 games this season, which means that, and thanks to Connor for tweeting this fact earlier, because this isn't a set of dots that I put together myself, but they're now the first men's or women's team in the three points for a win era to win every single game of a league campaign, which is an obscene achievement. And it's, it's actually their coach's last game. She's moving on to other things. So perhaps they won't be quite so incredible next season. That remains to be seen. But it's hard to see anything changing when you win 22 games of a 22-game league. This is, of course, their fourth consecutive title and they're going to obviously be the team to beat going into the new campaign. Uh, Milan's disappointing end to the league campaign continued with a 2-2 home draw against Hellas Verona, who were quite quite near the bottom of the table. Despite having won every game except their two meetings with Juve, they've ended the season with three draws and a defeat in their final four games. And the team just below them, Sassuolo, capped off their season with a 6-1 away win at Empoli, who are a handy side themselves. The Neroverde ended up finishing just one point behind Milan, so they'll definitely be eyeing up that Champions League spot for next season. 
And all eyes now turn to the Coppa Italia final on May 30th between Roma and Milan. And then we can all look forward to Lazio and Pomigliano taking up their places in Serie A next season. Thanks as always, Ewan. We'll be sure to chat to you for a review of the season before we sign off for the year. Speak to you soon. And we're back. We spoke about the positives at the top. Juve, celebratory, getting back into the Champions League. Milan, getting into the Champions League for the first time in a long time. But the only reason Juve are back in the Champions League, Kev, is because Napoli bottled it. And I don't like using that as a term, but there is nothing else to describe what Napoli did. They played Elas Verona on the last day of the season with nothing to play for. Verona, that is. And they went 1-0 up. And they blew it. They threw it away. Napoli are playing in the Europa League next season. Gennaro Gattuso sacked. Am I harsh saying they bottled it? Um, no, I don't. I don't think so. I, I was. I was quite surprised, you know, because of the the, the three sides going into it uh, on the final day. I kind of thought it might be Milan, not because they were, if we class these teams as bigger bottlers, but that Napoli for some of their recent failings with 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 you know getting into the Champions League, they had actually they you know they they they've reached reached the Champions League in recent years and they've got more of those players around that have that kind of experience and you think that might have got them over the line and then you just look at how they've been playing recently and they're at home but yeah just uh, looking at how events unfolded tonight in uh, in Naples um, they've got to be kicking themselves Mother's Day is around the corner Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrowcom slash ACAST. That's burrowcom slash ACAST. burrowcom slash ACAST. Um, Vito, Gattuso has obviously paid the price for this collapse. He probably would have gone anyway at the end of the season. I mean, there were strong rumours that he was going to be out of a job come, what, June anyway. But the way in which this seems to have been handled, the, the Napoli president, Aurelio De Laurentiis, 
took to Twitter after the game, and this is not very long after the game at all. He took to Twitter to say, Dear Reno, thanks for all of your work. blah blah wish you all of the success in the future. Uh, hug to your wife and your children. If that is the way De Laurentiis has chosen to sack Gattuso, I don't want to say what deserves to happen to De Laurentiis because that is a disgraceful bit of behavior. Even if that's that's not how Gattuso found out about it, it's it's done in poor taste. That it was uh, something like that's just uh, too rushed. So um, yeah, it's a very bad look to do it so promptly. I think he should have just let the dust settle a bit, as they say, and uh, then make an announcement uh, saying that Gattuso will no longer be at the club. So. Yeah, it's. Uh, I think it illustrates that, at least from the outside looking in, that the relationship between the two wasn't the best. And uh, as you were saying, Gattuso probably would have gone even if they reached the Champions League, and that was probably because was when um, when they were having that bad patch in the middle of the season, Gattuso felt he wasn't being defended or protected by the club's hierarchy. So... Um, yeah, I think Gattuso is probably just glad that he's going and hopefully he gets uh, appointed by a club that uh, will appreciate him and allow him to get the best out of his uh, coaching abilities. Yeah, you, you would hope so. Fiorentina seems like almost an obvious destination for him, but uh, it, it does make sense, doesn't it? I think uh, his kind of character and management might be suited for the Fiorentina squad. And based on what we've seen, at least with Napoli, I think um, he might be able to have a more attack-minded approach uh, than what Beppe Iacchini has showed. I think that with Gattuso, look, he's shown in the past that he can be a rather defensive coach. He can set up teams to defend and just nullify the opposition. But... When uh, Napoli had a team at full strength, um, he was still able to give the team that right balance, that right structure, and they could play teams off the park. So I think uh, there have been signs in which Gattuso has evolved as a coach. And um, I'd like to think that him being from Calabria and uh, the president, uh, Rocco Camiso, being born and raised in uh, Calabria before immigrating to America, hopefully that can help them have an excellent uh, president and coach relationship. Well, depending on for, for how much longer Comiso is there, of course, the, the club now up for sale, but let's see if that's a, a real putting them up for sale or if he's trying to just get the, the council to let him build what he wants to build. But anyway, Kev, Lorenzo Insigne, now has a year left on his contract. Uh, Napoli have missed out on the Champions League for the second consecutive year. If you are Lorenzo Insigne, are you going to try and move this summer? I think it's a really, really hard summer to, for anybody to move. Um, if he goes away with Italy, you know, and has a wonderful Euros, um, so, someone might come in. I, I just don't know whether players can stick around somewhere too long and get to a certain age that 
unless they're out of contract. So there's that obvious separation between current club and um, player that, you know, suitors don't even bother coming in and making attempts to sort of wrestle them away because, uh, you know, they kind of think that he's, he's, you know, he's happy, he's destined. It almost shows a little bit of, um, you know, unwillingness to go and try his hand elsewhere outside of his, his comfort zone in Naples. Mm. What do you what do you make of Napoli's players and, and what they'll be thinking this season though? Because I mean, it's not that long ago. It's only the beginning of this season where they splashed eighty thousand million on Victor Ozyman. You can't do that if you're not going to be qualifying for the Champions League. No, you wonder. I imagine the people that hold the purse strings there will be a little bit concerned that they've not got Champions League. Because some of that, some of that outlay will be on the back of, was it last year or um, the year before that, where Syria got four guaranteed Champions League spots. You know, there's no, there's no, no, no longer the risk of, of of losing out on that. You know, a couple of weeks before the season began, and uh, you know, Napoli did, you know, look strong. So I mean, you know, we I spoke about it before about getting Champions League football that they kind of probably expected that even if it's in the next couple of years of that um, outlay on Osimhen, that they, they would have the Champions League money to kind of pay some of that back. Elsewhere in Serie A, we're, I don't think we're going to talk about any of these games unless anyone particularly wants to, to be honest. But, oh no, there are a couple of things that we need to note. Genoa beat Cagliari 1-0. Crotonic Fiorentina played out a scoreless draw. Sassuolo beat Lazio 2-0 and Roberto De Zerbi said in his post-match press conference that he was leaving Sassuolo because he he thinks he's taken the club as far as he can, which not surprising news, but quite saddening news. I'll definitely miss watching De Zerbi Sassuolo uh, as often as I was able to get to the Mape Stadium. Um, Samp beat Parma 3-0. So, Vito, you're happy, of course you are. I'm happy because Fabio Quagliarella scored his 13th goal of the season on the final match day. So, Kev, we've made it. You owe me dinner and drinks. Um, was it not just dinner? Although well, you don't really drink, so... Dinner is an entire meal, I would wager. I know you've already thrown out there only a pizza, but you seem to have accepted pizza and drinks because you liked my tweet. But if we're going to get into this, I would argue that dinner is what I want dinner to be. We go to a restaurant, I order what I order and and, and the bill's on you. But if you're insisting that it's pizza, I'm insisting that you're getting at least, I'm getting at least two drinks with that pizza. Can we agree on that? Uh, (laughs) Was that a yes? I I, I really don't. Yeah, go for it. Fine, perfect, good. What was our um, bet? Did we have another bet? Huh? Did we have another bet? Yeah, I can't remember what it was, though, to be perfectly honest. Oh, no, I, I do, and I also won that one, um, but we'll get on to that. Torino Benevento finished 1-1. Spezia Roma finished 2-2, so Roma will be playing in the UEFA Conference League because that's a thing. Kev, the other bet was that I said um, Inter would finish... 
10 to 15 points above whoever finished second. I did also say it wouldn't be Milan, but the point was I said Inter would finish 10 to 15 points above whoever finished second. Last time I checked, 91 minus 79 equals 12. And last time I checked, 12 is between 10 and 15. So what what did we have riding on that one, Kev? Uh, I don't know. I don't think it was probably another meal, but... Oh, he's <laughs> there we go. Lunch and dinner. <laughs> <laughs> Lunch and dinner sorted. Or we could do dinner and you can buy me breakfast the next day. What do you think? This is a date. <laughs> yeah 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 whatever you say whatever you say Vito um, I should come to you actually because Samp's win meant that they finished the Serie A season with 52 points which is quite a respectable finish in ninth yes um, before the season I was honestly predicting something between 12th and 16th especially after the horrible start we had under Eusebio Di Francesco in 2019-20, uh, Ranieri steered the ship uh, with the squad on paper. I thought it was going to be more of the same, but uh, I think Ranieri's experience and way of organising the team has really helped. And the ninth finish is pretty much what a club should be expecting, especially one of um, some stature in this day and age. So... Yeah, I can't complain too much about that. But unfortunately, he's no longer going to be coaching the Lucher County mm. from next season onwards. So there are already a few names being linked with the club, mostly lower, you know, coaches from lower clubs. Uh, one foreigner linked is Dejan Stankovic, the Lazio and Inter legend, who's won a few titles with Red Star Belgrade in Serbia. And um, yeah, it's really just a case of who's going to be offering some sort of stability next season because realistically, you can't aim for much. You'd be concerned about the names who are linked, right? I saw Roberto Tavares mm-hmm. being one of I them. Am. Um, doesn't look great. No, not at all. And uh, I even saw before the pod that there was even talk of a Walter Mazzari return and I thought, uh, he was good for the time that he was there, but uh, 10 years later, he's really regressed as a coach. So that's not a good sign either. Probably I'd uh, be willing to give Stankovic a shot or if there's any hope that Vincenzo Italiano leaves Spezia. But uh, I think with the Latek family that's taken over at Spezia, I'm sure that uh, maybe they've got some other ambitions for Spezia to try and make them finish higher on the table and perhaps, I don't know what the worth is, the financial worth is, but uh, you'd think that at least at Spezia, there'd be a bit more continuity, whereas at some, as long as Ferrero's president, you, I don't think any aspiring coach can really hope for too much. You've really got to work with what's there and nothing more. Um, I'm probably being a bit too optimistic here but uh, if we can even find a coach that would make use of the Primavera players that are doing well that are fighting for top spot um, they can be integrated into the senior squad that would be great but again it's more um, for me it'd just be more about having a coach that can steer us away from the relegation zone because Mm. Europe is clearly a dream and I think even if we did get conference league in the next season or two 
we'd just be making up the numbers. We wouldn't have the strength to improve the squad. Well, this is it, right? Everything hangs on Ferrero because as long as he's there, I jokingly tweeted about the fact that he desperately needs to sell the club over the weekend. But I mean, that's the truth. I remember at the back end of last season when there were all of these talks about the whoever it was that Gianluca and Viali was involved with. Um, yeah, and, and the fans were quite behind this. It was close to getting the, the club over the line. But someone I, I know as well was was very, very close to, to purchasing Sampdoria. But in the end, Ferrero was the reason that it didn't happen. But he was also desperate to get the deal done by a very, very specific date. And the reasons for that, I'm not going to get into any further because we might land ourselves in some trouble. But he's quite clearly desperate for for someone to come in and take the club off his hands but he just seems to be a very very complicated man to do business with shall we say um for one reason or another but there you go it doesn't look good for Sam hopefully they can get things sorted and as good as Ferrero has been for for moments for us to laugh at for his antics in in the stands probably for the best for of Sampdoria if he does go and leave the the club in more stable hands anyway guys it's time to play the game because there's nothing else to talk about and we will do the season review pod very very soon so last one of the season Vito congratulations on on winning the the season's competition by a score that I haven't counted but I mean it's quite clear that you won and (laughs) I might be as I might be so cheeky as to say congratulations for winning this week's game as well. Um, <laughs> I've chosen the player. Kev, you can start. Um, wait, no, don't start yet. I need to put two minutes on the clock, don't I? Start now. Are they foreign? Are they foreign? Are they foreign? No, they are not foreign. Does this player play for a club in the north of Italy? No, they do not play in the north of Italy. Kev, back to you. Do they play for Napoli? They do not play for Napoli. To go club specific at this time is criminal. Vito? Okay, do they play for one of the clubs based in Rome? They do play in the Eternal City, yes. Is this a Lazio player? No, they do not play for Lazio. Kev, who are the other clubs that play in Rome? Is it a Roma player? Um, are they a midfielder? Yeah, they play for Roma. Congratulations. Uh, what was the second question? Midfielder, that was the only one I had. Um, but they're... Uh, they're oh, um, they're no, green? they're not a midfielder. It's a, So it's an oh. Italian non-midfielder that plays for Roma, Vito. Is it a defender? It is a defender. I hope we don't have to go back to Kev because the connection's terrible at the moment. So can you please just see this through, Is Vito? it Gianluca Mancini? It's not Gianluca Mancini. Kev, Italian Roma defender. Uh, oh, my word. Oh, God, no. Why am I... Banking? You're doing the pauses you accuse Vito of. There's 30 seconds left. Yeah, mine's actually from blanking, so I can only think of Florenzi, and he's not even there anymore. Okay, over to Vito. Vito. All right. Um, is time. it Leonardo Spinazzola? It's not Spinazzola. Back to Kev. I'd forgotten about Spinazzola. 
I'm thinking of all the foreign. I'd forgotten about this guy. Oh, right. God. I'm going back to Vito, Kev. Is it Davide yeah, Santon? Vito, go. Five seconds. It is Davide Santon. Yes. Um, with about a second to spare. Congratulations, Vito. Thank you. On yet another win. <laughs> um, I went for Mancini look, first. I'm not going to hold that against you. Yeah. yeah, I had Santon. I thought maybe that was too difficult. So then I was going to change to Mancini. But then I said no. One of them will remember Davide Santon. <laughs> Household name. But yeah, he's at Roma. He played, apparently. Um, there you go. Kev, say goodbye. Goodbye, everybody. Thanks. Vito, say goodbye. 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 <laughs> uh, we will be back with another podcast before we close out the season. Of course, we will review everything from, from top to bottom. Champions, Champions League, Europa League probably not the Conference League, and, and also the relegation fight as well. We'll be back soon, so keep an eye on your wherever you get your podcasts for the next pod. And we'll speak to you soon. Goodbye, everybody.
mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.